You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Welcome in everyone to the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. And we've got a, we got a few things to talk about today, guys. We've got a couple couple pieces of news in the gaming world. We'll start first with a game that's a couple years old, but received a really, really good update for the PlayStation 5. God of War released a new update that, among other things, lowers load times. Uh, and the frame rate is a steadier 60 frames. You guys have both had a chance to kind of toy with it a little bit, play with it a little bit, to kind of see uh, how it's improved the game, how it improves quality of life. Kyle, I'll start with you. Um, what are some of the highlights of it? What are some of the best parts? Um, I got to say this, uh, this game already looked gorgeous. Yes. Before. You know, one game of the year, 2018 absolutely deserved it. I didn't think it could get better. And then I loaded it up today and boy, let me tell you, it's for those of you who, who have a 4k TV and have a PS5, absolutely download this and open it. It is gorgeous the way. It, so, uh, there were a few things that I noticed, um, First of all, the texture quality, it's its so good. Like, it was already beautiful before running on the PS4. Even even the base PS4, uh, Rusty and I were talking earlier about how good this game looked on the base PS4. And this update just, oh, it just really brings it to life. Looking at, you know, from there to the PS5, it's, you know... Yeah, the, the, it, I, can't, I can't get over just how good the, the textures have been just kind of finely tuned it. Uh, if you're looking at it on the PS4 Pro or even the base PS4, it looks great. Don't get me wrong, but the textures aren't as detailed. They aren't as finely curved around the edges, and you know, especially at a distance. I noticed one thing that they did update was the draw distance. For example, if you're looking at a building that's way out there, if you're looking at, uh, for example, the World Serpent, um, you can notice a lot more of the features on, say, that building or, or say, a character that's far out. You can notice a lot more that's not kind of just being filled in with a a, a muddy texture, a muddy, like, brown or gray. It, you can really see just the fine-tuned uh, uh, scales on the World Serpent, you know? And I actually noticed – I don't know if you could notice this before, but um, from where I was standing watching him, you could see all the way to his eyeball movements. And I, I mean, in game, you're you're far, far away. But the way that they just really made it so clear, it's gorgeous. And uh, another thing that I noticed, which uh, we kind of we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, um, it was a little weird. So the fast travel in this game, the stats on it for the PS4 were about forty seconds for fast travel. On the PS4 Pro, they're about thirty-five seconds. So you cut down about five seconds. And on the PS5, it was 34 seconds. However, with this update, with the version 1.35 update, it took that back to 35 seconds. So it's actually, it's to, to be precise, it's around 35.53, and the PS4 Pro was 35.13. I, I, I'm kind of curious to know what in this update caused the fast travel to maybe maybe you're having to load in these finer textures and it, i mean it's only a second difference it's just it's just a small interesting thing that you know i, I noticed that uh you know i kind of want to look into more and find out wh what exactly caused that but uh uh 
Matt, Matt, how are you feeling about this update? All right, so I can't exactly say that I played much of the original release um, on the original PlayStation 4. PlayStation Shame on you. But this one. No. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really glad that I waited because I feel like that this is the, the best way to experience this game because Sony Santa Monica put so much work into this game. And honestly, when the game first came out, I could have mistaked it for something for next gen. And now that we are here, and I think it was perfectly set up that uh, Sony set up the uh, PlayStation Plus collection and added God of War. So if you have a PlayStation 5, you have no excuse not to play this game, honestly. And you honestly, I'd say you didn't even have to play the original God of War trilogy in order to get into this one, really, because this oh, is yeah. starting off an entire new story. And like as someone who I did play them... I could see myself as a newcomer to the series and just being completely entranced by this game, like this new world that they set up. We're no longer in the uh, the Greek mythology. We're here in the more Norse mythology, which flows perfectly well in this game. And I want to make some comments that I have seen um, about this game, because Kyle, you uh, talked about the uh, draw distance. You talked about the frames and the uh, low times being a lot quicker, but also noticeably is the shadows are a lot more attuned to the character models. Um, yeah, the resolution itself, it pops now, especially with, uh, you know, 4k TV users here running at a beautiful 60 frames per second, which the original game on even the PlayStation four pro kind of struggled with. And I'm also super happy to see, um, these low times, as you mentioned, cause I can't you know, speak enough about low times really. And, um, even I don't, maybe it's just me, but like using the uh, 3D Pulse headset, the sound quality is just amazing. Like top notch uh, sound design there. Gotta hand it to Sony Santa Monica for that. And like like we've all said here, this 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 to me is the ideal way to play this game. And even if you have played the game originally on the original PlayStation 4. Give it another go because this is going to be an entirely new experience, which is how much better it runs. Yep. So that was one thing I actually uh, I have not played this game with the Pulse headset on, and I'm I'm actually kind of interested. I'm glad that you said that because now uh, I'm going to go play this with the Pulse headset, and I didn't even think about just the the sound design in this game. Like you said, is is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. hands down, Santa Monica is you know, so good at what they do. And God of War really shows, I'm so excited for God of War Ragnarok because it, imagine how good this game looked back in 2018. What is Ragnarok going to look like coming out? It's, it, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, God of War Ragnarok is going to be a next-gen only title. I don't believe it's cross-gen, is it? Or do we know? Um, nothing has been confirmed yet. Uh, some of the developers have hinted, especially with Sony saying that their mainline titles are not looking to be like uh PS5 exclusive till at least 2022 at the latest. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I gotta say that game's gonna look that game's gonna look fantastic. But the this the the way they updated this to really kind of fine tune everything and really uh uh kind of sharpen the edges around you know things uh no you were you were talking about the frame rate on the ps4 pro um there was i believe a 60 frames per second option but like you were saying it struggled at times like during combat for example it would drop down to you know in the 40s and uh it, it's really it's really nice to see um there was a there was one part where uh when you're in the boat a lot was when i would experience some of my frame rate drops and 
it's so beautiful to see it at a steady 60 frames a second because it it really does sound it, it makes a difference you know and i might be sounding like a pc elitist here but the frame rate mixed with the graphic settings really do give you the best possible outcome and that's something that you know usually before this generation we didn't see on until, unless you were on pc and you know if you're on pc obviously you're not playing god of war ps4 so it's so nice to see that they still care about this wonderful title even years after you know it's been released and they've got a new one on the way i think that really goes to show how much this studio really cares about this game i think the craziest thing in all of this is that this is a game that already was incredible you know like this wasn't this wasn't a game from like the ps3 era that just needed a facelift this is a game that won game of the year this is a game that is considered one of the best PlayStation 4 exclusives out there right now, you know, along with games like Bloodborne and Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Like, this is a game that gets a lot of quality of life updates, and I'm very interested, like Kyle, to look into the patch notes a little bit to see why it is the load times are a little bit longer, because I feel like there's a reason for that. I feel like there's got to be a reason for that. And I know that, you know, we've raved about load times, and we've talked about how, you know, Demon Souls, for example, has like five-second load times. But at the same time, let's remember, a 35-second load time isn't that long. Like, Matt, we've jokingly talked about Sekiro and how long it, its load times yeah. were when you would die. You'd be sitting there for, like, two yeah. minutes, and oh, yeah. you'd, get, you'd just get angrier. <laughs> but I think that it's very interesting that it's the load times are longer. I definitely would love to know more about why that is. Um, and the fact that it's a steady 60 frames, like you said, I know that a lot of my, a lot of my gameplay issues, a lot of my frame rate drops happened in Alfheim. You know, like I think Kai Kyle said, when you're in the boat a lot, um, that's when it happened to me a lot too. It happened a lot in combat as well. So the fact that it's a steady 60 frames, the combat was already really fun. Sounds like a winner all around, right, boys? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So from that, we'll transition to the newest Xbox Game Pass game that I think we can all kind of agree is a relatively mixed bag at this point. There's good things, there's bad things. We're gonna get on into it right now, and that's the medium. Uh, for those who don't know, the medium is a psychological horror thriller type game. It's very, very similar if you've played, say, Until Dawn or a Telltale game where you go around, you interact with stuff, you solve, pu you solve puzzles, stuff like that. Um, Matt, you've put in the most time of all three of us. Tell me, what are some of your biggest positives so far? All right, so starting off, uh, the Medium is a game that is developed by Team Bloober, uh, mostly known for their small indie games such as Layers of Fear. Uh, a couple years back, they released The Blair Witch, and uh, again, these were all mixed reviews. Like, you know, people love the horror aspect of these games, and they continue to bring that here with the Medium. And I'll say that they keep it going. Like, it is just absolutely like the uh, design of the game. It fits. It fits the genre very well. Uh, you have just like the regular human world and during certain segments of the game, your character, she splits off into kind of like this uh, split screen. You'll notice that'll happen every so often. You'll have like the top section of the TV will have the uh, regular world. The bottom will have her kind of in the more spiritual world and the spiritual world is just eerie. The design is incredible. Um, voice acting is fantastic. I do have to give that a nod as well. And I will say that the story has been very captivating at times like beginning from there you're just kind of like okay so i i love the story like i like the way it starts off um 
I will say that here in kind of the midsection of the game, because I, I do feel like I'm close to beating it, it does kind of start going a little off rails there. And uh, for someone who does absolutely like, I like, you know, the paranormal type stuff, uh, I, I feel like it works um, in some ways, and in some ways it doesn't. Um, there is something that I have to say. There are kind of like some forced stealth sections, which I didn't feel like this game needed some stealth sections, but they're not too in your face about it. Um, and I'll also say the uh, sound design is really good as well. Uh, the music is eerie sometimes. There's no music, and it just fits the uh, it fits the overall package very well. Kyle, you had a moment early on in this game that I really wanted to talk about because I was in a Discord party with you, and uh, all all I heard was "What is that?" and uh, you said you saw a figure at the top of a stairs after you came into the camera frame. I have you have to describe for the audience. Tell, talk 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 about the uh, the entire probably twenty to thirty seconds leading up to that moment. So um, you go you go down into these stairs into this morgue and. Um you're uh you're preparing this body to uh, uh for its funeral right and um you kind of have some story stuff happen that i won't spoil but then like the lights start flickering and the music gets real low and real like just it's almost you know it's almost just a steady hum and you know that okay things are getting a little spooky here and uh you know, I'm in the living room playing this with all the lights off. It's just me and Rusty in the Discord all by myself. And uh, I walk out of one of the rooms, and I look up at the top of the stairs, and I just see this shadow. And I'm just petrified because there's nobody in this building. The You know, the, the, whole, the whole thing was, you know, you had to find this key to get into this room because, you know, nobody's in the building. You got locked out. So to come out and see just a, a figure standing at the top of the stairs just petrified me and as you start walking up the stairs there's a big flash and then everything goes dark and then the figure's gone and i i'm telling you i did not want to go up those stairs i was like there's no way there's no way i'm about to finish this game right now because i dude i'm such a baby when it comes to horror games i want to play with all the lights on i need as many people in the room as possible but oh dude it's i really i really do enjoy the the captivating horror like um mood that is set in in this game i think it does that very well i think atmosphere is very much a strong suit of this game you know I've, i'm very early on and one thing that i've noticed is that you certainly feel like you're immersed in this game in, in certain moments you feel like you're act there's actually reason to be terrified almost and i think that i'd have to go back to resident evil 7 uh to find a horror game that i played that actually set a tone that was better than this the tone is very very eerie it's it's i think matt described it very very well with what he said and that you know it's very eerie it's very dark and you don't ever really feel safe it's one of those where even in the slower parts where you know all like there's nothing going on you don't really feel safe you feel like you're you're a second away from something jumping out at you now with all the positives because obviously matt said he's really enjoyed the story so far and kyle said that obviously the me and kyle are both raving about uh the feel of the game the atmosphere which is fantastic there are negatives, and I hate it because they're they're relatively big negatives. And I think the first thing that all three of us can agree on, um, I don't think there's any reason in 2021 why this kind of camera system should be used. So basically, for those who don't know, it's a very similar camera system 
to if you want a more recent comparison, I would compare it to season one of the Telltale Walking Dead series. But obviously the one that everyone is going to compare this to is the original Resident Evil where the camera frame stayed set until you moved into the different into a different frame. And it's very jarring. It kind of takes you out of that immersion. You know, I mentioned the immersion earlier that there's certain moments where you feel like you're you're in this you're in you know this character's shoes, but then you're taken right out of it by the camera, and that's and that's a problem. I don't think in 2021 that we can continue to excuse bad cameras. You know, it's for example, if you want, and I and I would I've I've destroyed other games for this as well because Mario 64 on Super Mario 3D All Stars, there was no reason they couldn't have fixed that camera. Nintendo got really lazy there. But I digress. Uh, Matt, talk about the story. Talk about why, for some reason, as much as you can without spoiling it, about why you feel it kind of starts to go off the rails where you're at. Well, I'll say that because just um, it really kind of in the very beginning, it kind of was a very simple story, you know, without giving away too much. The main character has a type of father figure who uh as kyle referenced earlier is actually who uh is in the morgue who you are uh you know getting ready for uh his funeral and you know you've got a couple of twists here and then it's it's honestly it's where the stealth sections will start there's this entity um i still not quite sure who he is what his motives are He's got some really weird sayings, like actually just the way he sounds, like the voice acting with him, uh, his his lines, they're very kind of disturbing. I'm not going to lie, like <laughs> I, I have, I've been using a really good headset with this game and just hearing him talk when I'm walking, I'm just kind of like, OK, dude, where are you? <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, you don't know where he is. Uh, you actually have to like tap into your medium mowers and. Uh, it'll actually kind of sh- more show you in the in the real world section like where he is like there's an arrow pointing close to like where he is and the arrow gets really red if he's close by and it's unfortunately one of those situations if you get caught then it's a game over um so it's around that where the story just kind of loses me and then you're kind of set up into this kind of forced um areas where the the puzzles just kind of don't really make sense and like i i honestly i hate using guides but i ran into a situation last night and i was just running around in circles and it was driving me insane so i I did look at a guide for that and i don't typically will do that especially in a game like this where i'm so immersed um but the characterization with the main character she has there's a lot of twists with her and you you feel you feel the character growth, which is something I have to compliment um, here in this game. And then it's like the surrounding world, the world building is fantastic as well. Like you go from different areas, like you'll start off at the uh, at a morgue, then you'll kind of go into this like hotel area where things just kind of like start falling into place, and the story picks up. Um, and not too long after that, it's kind of where it lost me. But here recently. Uh, well, I played through last night right before I stopped playing. The story was starting to get really interesting again, so it's kind of up and down about that. Um, and uh, as, as far as my complaints on this game go, I just did want to point uh, this out. Um, a lot of the puzzle solving is requiring a bunch of items, which is very reminiscent of Resident Evil, like such as keys and just like different things. And the game doesn't exactly tell you where you're supposed to like put items and things like that. You just gotta figure it out yourself. So I will say that um, it, it is very confusing. It can be challenging at times, but it is it's still a great game, and I do recommend it. 
Kyle, you had an interesting idea that we talked about, and I wanted to kind of touch on that next. You know, we talk about how the camera was kind of, kind of immersion breaking, but you said that you had an idea as far as the point of view of the game about how you feel like it could have been made better. Please tell, inform us of that idea and why you feel that would have made the game better. Oh, absolutely. I I think this game should have been first person. It's the world building, the 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 environment is so captivating it's so beautiful i mean the graphics in this game are i i mean they're they're not you know god of war of course but they do look they're very good i i really enjoy the the way this game looks and i feel like if you were in first person you could have really explored this world so much more you could have like actually seen these you know these things on the shelves or these things on a desk or you know in a room I, I hate that you can only see it from one angle, and I feel like it would be so much more immersive if you were actually able to just physically look around at all the different things in the room. And, you know, they could have, that also would have left them to put, you know, a couple of little Easter eggs, you know, in here, for example, for, you know, they could have named a book on a bookshelf something that had to do something later, you know, that referenced the story. And you'd be like, oh, that's so cool that that was in there early on. You know, it's one of those little things. And, I think they could have put a lot of a lot of uh, uh, little things in this game that would have made them feel big combined. Like, for example, um, when you're in the morgue, there were so many different rooms that I wanted to go around and I wanted to look at everything in there and kind of explore, really get myself in the life of this person that I'm playing as. And I feel as though it's it's almost harder to... Uh, to experience that when you feel so limited with the exploration because I really do enjoy this game and I think that this game is wonderful and it, it makes me sad that you know the that that one thing that one issue just so happens to be a very big issue because imagine if they had you know if they had done this in first person it's a horror game or, or I guess horror suspense and you could have marketed it for also VR, and I, I believe it would have sold more for VR. It, so it would have sold more VR copies than it would have, you know, normal copies, because this game ha- could have definitely had so much potential, you know, VR. Now I'm not entirely sure how exactly, um, you know, the uh, the the splitting would work, but they could definitely have figured it out because they make it work, you know, when you're playing with just regular controller. So I. I don't know. I feel like that was a big missed opportunity there for, you know, they could have put it in first person and done so much more and really put in some finely detailed things in these rooms that are in these uh, locations, in these environments that kind of captivate, just take you that extra mile of captivation and, you know, really immerse you in this person's world. You know, I think that ultimately one thing that is important to keep in mind with this game is, well, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, Matt's really enjoying it. Me and Kyle both like it. I think that we can all agree that it's not perfect. I think this is a game, this is like your classic 7 out of 10 game right here. It's a game that's really, really good. It's above average. It's really solid. Um, but it's not quite what you're looking for in like the game of the year talk. Now, right. the big, the big selling point of this game, obviously, is it's a Game Pass game. Ultimately, it's a game that if you have Game Pass... You don't have to pay anything for it, and that's great. It's a game you get to just try. It's it's for people that, if you're not a horror game fan or a suspense thriller game fan, this is a chance for you to try one that is very similar to you know the newer Resident Evils, very similar to you know the Telltale games in the sense of how the game works, 
It's very similar to all of that, and it allows you to try it completely for free. And if you don't like it, you can uninstall it. You don't, and you're free of charge. There's no worry about it. So, I think that ultimately that is probably the biggest positive in this game is that it's a Game Pass game. But Matt, I'd love to get your take on that. With it being a Game Pass game, um, I think that this is kind of an, a, a look into the kind of games that we can expect more soon coming into Game Pass. Um, you know, something that I wouldn't exactly go and pay the full sixty dollars price tag for. Uh, this is if they were to like actually sell this game at like a full, you know, I, I, I'd say it's around a forty dollars price tag, which we see with a lot of indie games. Um, it definitely complements, uh, you know, Game Pass really well. It it, it fits that whole kind of like. You know, I, I want to give it a shot. I just don't want to put like a lot of money into it. Um, so I mean, that's honestly one of the reasons why I was really excited for it and why I'm excited for more games akin to it, like in the future. And I hope to see potentially a sequel that can improve on some things, because another complaint that I did have on this game is that it does have a, a kind of a bad frame rate at times. It will drop to 30 frames, even on my uh, Xbox Series X. It's been dropping to 30 frames. Uh, there is a couple of graphical glitches here and there I've noticed, uh, some screen tearing at times, um, which is another reason as to why I think it fits the Game Pass, uh, you know, really well, considering not being like a big retail release. Yeah, I agree. I think that ultimately the uh, the, the selling point of this will be the fact that it's a Game Pass game. So it's not a bad start. And again, if this is what we can expect from Game Pass games. I think that's pretty good. I think that this is a good start. There's obviously still, you know, the rest of February and the rest of this year to where they can build on that library even more in addition to their mainstream, you know, third-party releases. So I think that we definitely have a lot to be excited for. But the good news is this time next week we'll have a new release, kind of a new release to talk about, because obviously this time next week we'll all have had our hands, hopefully, on the Neo Collection remastered for PS5. I'm really excited about that as someone who loves the Souls games and has wanted to play neo but has never really had the time now i can play the hopefully the best version of it i am super super excited for that next week we'll also see the release of uh super mario 3d world so there's a lot of a lot of big heavy hitters coming down the pipe soon so hopefully hopefully everything hits the mark hopefully everything is solid we hope that it's all great but that is going to actually do it for us on this episode of side mission please check us out on twitter at side mission pod and our youtube channel side mission but for kyle lynch and matt beck I'm Rusty Ellis. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.